Welcome to BizBytes, brought to you by Com Together, helping businesses like yours build their brand through telling amazing stories to engage and grow audiences on multiple platforms. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to a very new episode of BizBytes with uh, a guest who I guess I've got to know only a little bit because he attended a forum that I ran recently, and we had some fascinating discussions within that, and I invited him to come along and share a little bit more about Small Business Australia and and his role there. So, Bill Lang, welcome to BizBytes. Hello, Anthony. Great to see you again. And I suppose let's just start off in the, with with your role there in, in Small Business Australia. Do you want to just tell everyone a little bit about not only your role, but about the organisation itself? Yeah, absolutely. So Small Business Australia is a for-profit private business owners club, effectively. And there's more than 30,000 businesses that we work with and assist you know, on an annual basis. And the way we do that is we are either informing them around things they should be aware about around particular topics or issues or priorities that they've got. In addition, we provide a whole range of educational services, both live webinars and then available on demand. We also provide a bunch of services, so professional services. We have a whole network of coaches around the country. Uh, and then we have partnerships with many of the big brands that serve small business and whether that's people like NAB or Aussie Post or Telstra or Microsoft. And we work closely with those big brands around helping them have a better understanding about you know, a day, a week, a year in the life of a small business owner, helping them get to where we can a bit more empathy, but then also inputting into what they can be doing to make their products and services and the way they communicate with business owners more effective and, and of more value to business owners. And then the final thing that we do is, you know, we assist from a procurement point of view. So uh, members of our business advantage platform, uh, which pay a subscription fee to be a member, can access several thousand dollars worth of savings on everything from basic inputs uh, like electricity and network and NBN and computer stuff, all the way through to a couple of the big areas, which is getting professional advice in marketing and IT systems and choices and HR related services. So it's sort of inform, uh, educate, uh, but fundamentally we're all about helping anyone that owns or works in a small business have more financial security. And uh, with the rate of change, particularly in everything digital and marketplaces and regulations, our focus is really helping business owners navigate through those. Yeah, and it is a, a minefield really for business owners these days. And as you say, it's been probably it's been a pretty tough time for small business in the last few years with everything that's gone on around the world and and even locally. And you know, having some sort of me support mechanism in place is so critical these days. And I think also as you as you said there, making larger businesses better understand the issues that small business face is so crucial because you can feel lonely. Yeah, look, I, I think, you know, we've got, I suppose, a couple of maxims over at Small Business Australia, and that is that we love small business owners and small business families sort of, you know, being in business for themselves. But if you're a part of our family and community, you're not by yourself. And so that's, you know, fundamental. And then the second part of it really is, you know, more success with less negative stress. You know, we've all, as business builders, taken on positive stress. We've set goals. We've learned by doing. Some things have worked. Some things haven't worked. 
But in terms of when you feel like you've lost control, you, you things aren't within your control, the pandemic and the way the government's managed, it's a great example of that. Yeah, that's distress. That's negative. That is uh, bad for cortisol levels, bad for immune system, bad for mental and physical health. So our second maxim is, you know, more success with less stress. And it's often around find, you know, making time and energy, you know, give you a much better return for the amount of time and energy you've got available to, to put into your business. And we, and we don't really, you know, small business Australia is what we're called, but really about small business families, because whereas the government and the politicians and, and some people that just don't understand it, we'll talk about small business and the engine room of the economy and all of those things. We say, look, you know, if, if that's about as far as you can go, you've got a long way to go because at the end of the day, these are entrepreneurs, pioneers, people taking responsibility for their lives. And, and critically, you know, they're the hearts and souls of local business communities and local communities. They're sponsoring the, the kids netball club, providing part-time experience, work experience for the, for the teenagers to the extent that, you know, they're allowed to do it anymore. But that, that, that is often missed. And we are forever and always talking to everyone we can around. You got to move beyond this economic engine room. No, I don't know a small business owner that gets out of bed, Anthony, Monday morning looks in the mirror and goes, Oh God, I'm fired up about being part of the engine room of the economy. Right. Definitely not happened to me. I can I cannot say that uh, that's that's been me any any Monday morning. And and I think that's the that's the hard part, isn't it? it it's this uh, generalization that often happens around small business. And the and in truth, it's so diverse out there. Any any small business owner that has attended a, a conference, for example, and and in a room with a hundred, two, three hundred people will know the diverse range of businesses that exist in that environment. And that, that can be from the type of business to the amount of people they employ to the to the breadth of which they cover to to of course, you know, the the financial returns that might be there for them as well and understanding all those intricacies and things. And I think more often than not, unless you're an organization such as yourself or perhaps a, a far reaching business coach that that has that sort of breadth of of uh, understanding most of them have no most people have no idea look, look that's very much the case and you know there's been some recent research just uh, published by the com bank around a big chunk of the new business accounts that they've had opened up people that are sort of the jargon is millennials or gen z sort of aged under 40 and that's sort of you know absolutely fabulous news that we've got a stream of people taking the plunge and, and getting out there but but the reality is, you know, businesses come in all shapes and sizes. Every owner is an individual. They had a vision when they started. Maybe they inherited it. Maybe they bought it. Maybe they started from scratch. In many respects, in many industries, it's getting harder and harder just because of the rate of change and whether it's red tape, green tape, sort of the octopus of government regulations and compliance for people that don't have any understanding around what's going on out here, even the, the definition of a small business. I, I said only to 2GB two, two Radio yesterday that, you know, the federal government's talking about industrial relations legislation to sort of close the loopholes. Well, most of the small business owners that are employing people that we deal with are saying this is tightening the noose, right? So closing the loopholes, it's tightening the noose. And, you know, we, you know, we, we believe that, you know, fundamentally a great society, you know, is based on great communities, great families and great small businesses. Everyone should want to start one, work in one, be proud of working in one. And to every small business owner, and family member that you've got listening to your podcast, you know, thank you for everything you're doing. Keep going. If you need help, ask for help. But uh, you know, think about where you've got to now, and you can keep going. And I, I love that because 
you know, people don't spend enough time reflecting on what they have achieved. You know, I'm fortunate that I've been in business now for 13 years and where the business started and where it is now, it's been a heck of a journey. There's ups and downs as there are in, in any business, but the things that you've achieved along the way, it, it's it's huge. And, and I know, like, I, I suppose I have a similar story to a lot of small business owners in that you go out and you hope that it's going to work and you give yourself a, a period of time and uh, hope that you keep going. And and fortunately, here I am 13 years later and still going, but I know originally I thought, gee, if I get through three months, that will be a, a small miracle. And, and here we are. And I think there isn't enough credit given to that. I think loyalty is something that we're not taught that much any, any these days to respect all that much. And I think small business really isn't rewarded for for its role that it plays and for you know being sustainable and continuing to to employ people whether it's whether it's just an individual as a sole trader or whether it's you know 20 30 50 people whatever it might be i think that that it, it goes largely unrewarded yeah well look at you know, it's, it's a volunteer business and a volunteer industry and you know a bunch of us do it because we couldn't imagine working for someone else. We'd probably be awful employees or we've come to the conclusion that, geez, a lot of those bosses and a lot of those organizations are pretty useless. But I think there's a bigger issue. We need more of this mindset and this pioneering spirit, this have-a-go attitude sort of learn by doing because we are, you know, continuing to you know be sort of drowned to some degree by people making up rules, half implementing them and providing all these impediments to the ability to start and operate and grow a small business. So you know, we get quite involved. You know, sometimes they listen to us, sometimes they don't with all three levels of government because there are impediments at all three levels. And we're just sort of seeing where, you know, we're headquartered down in the state of Victoria, which is, you know, a lot of our business owners talk about it being Victoria rather than Victoria, but it has significant issues among a whole range of different areas with respect to, you know, what a proportion of the population actually thinks is doable and achievable. I was only talking to a federal politician a couple of weeks ago saying, listen, you, you, you want to keep sort of slicing up the pie. You're going to get to the stage where the pie maker says, that's it, I'm not making any pies anymore. And that small business owners and entrepreneurs, they're made, they're not born. So while the Combank research says a number of the you know, new business accounts being opened up by young people, we've never had such a low percentage of business owners aged under 50 as we have in this country at the moment. So while there's people having a go and young, and that's fantastic, and I'd encourage it, it's not happening anywhere near at the rate at which has happened in the past. And, you know, that's an issue. It is. And I think that whole workforce idea has changed completely. And I think there's two aspects to that. I mean, there's one which is kind of the more obvious that's talked about a little bit more these days, which is the the change of people in, a, in creating more lifestyle positions. And I think there's this falsehood around that idea of what you're talking about, because a lot of people have become contractors. And in fact, for all intensive purposes, they may well be employed, but they're creating those business accounts because they need an ABN and they need to do that to do that. But really, they've only got one person or one business that they're working for. So, so I think some of those stats would be horribly misleading for starters. But I think countering that as well was some some Gallup research that I read recently that talked about you know how much 
how hard working Australia is compared to the rest of the world. I haven't got them at my fingertips, but but essentially that idea that probably you and I grew up with, where it was sort of the the she'll be right attitude, and we're we're more about dull bludgers and all those kinds of things and taking days off. That's that's a complete myth these days. With you look at the amount of hours that we put in and how hard we work, we're as harder working as any nation in the world. And and that is underestimated in small business. Yeah, well, look, and, uh, if you look at the, uh, it's the Australian small and family business ombudsman sort of is the best collator of some of the data that's out there. And some of the data is dodgy. There's no question about that. There's any number of things with ABN numbers that are basically a trustee of a self-managed super fund. Now, that is not a business. And there are hundreds of thousands of those that are getting counted because they're a proprietary limited entity. But, you know, I, I know in terms of my work over the years in different countries and my travels that young Australians and Australians are always very well respected in terms of being workers and in terms of getting, getting down to work. Uh, but we still also have a challenge around the rate at which the productivity is being impacted by working from home and those sorts of things. So, you know, you know, depending on your level of debt and your expenses and your family structure and all the rest of it, we still have out of the ombudsman data you know, about about two in five small business operators in the end are taking home you know fifty grand or so a year, and that's where you know the travesty of things like Job Seeker when they were announced and the politicians not realising well a sole trader from a legal perspective could have three hundred employees they're just picking a sole trader legal structure, and and so and a lot of sole traders will just take drawings what have I got left at the end of the month end of the year and that's my I never ever had I never was an employee of my business. So that person was treated as if they were unemployed and were told to go on job seeker and others that had exactly the same business, but let's say they were, you know, they were being treated as an employee and doing a bit of pay as you go. They got paid 50% more, you know, same person, same, same sort of you know, size of business, et cetera. And through the lack of understanding of the politicians and the bureaucrats and the way they define things. So, and this is just an example of the disconnect and they'll talk about, oh, we've improved bankruptcy. Well, you know, 38%, of small businesses are incorporated. And so some changes to the insolvency laws was of some benefit to some of those, but 62% are not incorporated. They're sole traders, their partnerships are in a trust structure. And when the business uh, goes bust, it, you know, it's, it's coming out of the balance sheet if there is one of the owner. And a number of businesses effectively, they got closed down or, have been, or the individuals are on the verge of bankruptcy as a result of the management of COVID. Let's not blame COVID, it's the management of COVID. And yet there were no changes made by the government with respect to what we were asking for, which is something called a COVID business closure. Like if you've got to close your business down, why don't we look at the suppliers, the landlord, what are their balance sheets? Very easy calculations around sharing the financial consequences. Rather than, no, they were very happy to stand behind the contracts in place that the big landlords got with a tenant, you know, or big suppliers have got. And yet here's the, you know, we're hardly all in it together when you're literally being thrown overboard and these others have literally got their, you know, feet on each shoulder pushing you down while they're sitting on cruise ships. So, again, this gets back to this being taken for granted and that it is, you know, incredibly tough going for many very small businesses. You know, they're earning less than the average wage. Hope you've been enjoying the conversation so far. We look forward to bringing you part two in the next episode of BizBytes. BizBytes is brought to you by Com Together for all your marketing needs so you can build your brand, 
engage audiences on multiple platforms, go to comtogether.com.au, follow the links to book an appointment for a free consultation.